are listening to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby, and uh, sitting in my tiny West Town apartment, and I've kind of alluded to murdering him, though I have no plans to do such, is uh, Paul Hornschmeyer. Yeah. How badly did I butcher your name, sir? You, you nailed it. I think you're a liar. You're, you have a great radio voice. I, I used to have a radio show. On what? College? In college. Which college did you go to? I went to the Ohio State University. <laughs> Why do you do... <laughs> you have to say the. <laughs> yeah. If you don't say the, I, I will, I, they will actually... What, what Ohio State University? The Ohio State University. Because they don't... Uh, it was apparently some uniform dispute is what I heard. They had some crap with somebody getting sued about that. So that Hold on. Who, okay, who got sued over... It was like Ohio University or, or something sued somebody else. I don't remember what the deal was. I just was. like the idea of you're on their college football team. Oh, I was, yes. You I went to, I, w- I, would, I would like to say that I went to half of one football game because a friend of mine gave me a free ticket. And it, I couldn't, I couldn't even make it through that. Much of the football Did you game. drink in college? No. Is that? I think you found your problem. You instead you run your. I'm assuming indie rock radio show. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Who would bands you play? A lot of early Modest Mouse. Uh, actually, play a, a lot, lot of mid era pavement. A lot of Jesus Lizard. Actually. Oh. Ooh, and now Brainiac. You're... So. Okay. Now you're just now you're smiling mm. at me deeply. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I love. I it. got points. Well, <laughs> here's here's the thing. I've known Paul kind of for five years now, six years. Um, when I initially. I asked his band to play a show, or I think Charlie recommended your band okay. to me, and I had the I booked the arcs. Of, That's Charlie Dietz. Charlie Dietz, a great who seems to come up the, on this podcast. The corny. inimitable, the uh, Charlie Dietz, the Charlie Dietz, um, the Ohio Charlie Dietz. Wait, no, he's not. From that'd me. be great if if <laughs> we got this giant rumor started that right. Charlie Dietz is now the Ohio State Charlie Dietz. Um, Paul's band was the was Arcs, not the Arcs, Arcs, just Arcs, yeah. Because there is another band called the Arc and the Arcs. There's just about just about every name you can come up in with. every area yeah. code. There's Arcs, but anyways, your band is great, was great because this band no longer exists. That's and true. Uh, I and uh, one of the gentlemen from Homeroom, a delightful organization, had booked you and Jay Ryan to read and talk and present. Just a really good night at the Brain, the Hungry Brain. In in the winter of this year, and I didn't realize it was the same Paul. It was quite. It turns odd. out. It turns out am, you're a talented man. I am me. So for those of you that don't know who I'm staring at in my apartment, you have seen his work if you live in Chicago. Inevitably, you have seen his work. It's probably happened. If you've looked at the reader ever, and there's been art, it's probably yours or Jay's. <laughs> Yes, it and is that's always great. we take different names, but uh, yes, I'm trying to compliment you here, sir. Your, your art is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. What made you want to do this? It says it, this seems to be one of the few things. When I say this, I mean just drawing in general, being an artist, a real artist, not like I'm a cokehead and I'm going to go to the rainbow and say I'm an artist and do my college radio show. That's your other artist persona, <laughs> your real uh-huh. artist persona, where you you have talent and you needed to express this. How old were you? How old was I? When you realize I should draw, I love drawing. I only want to draw. Um, I think I will be forty. You will be when, forty when, when you realize that. Uh, yes. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I've been drawing since I was four years old, and as far as I don't know, it is a weird thing because I, I realized I was thinking about this in the last year or so. You know, because I've been doing publishing comics in one way or another mm-hmm. for a little over ten years. Uh, I guess, yeah, around 11 years. Um, I don't know. I, it was weird because I realized I was thinking about, you know, what I was doing like the summer of, you know, freshman year of college or something mm-hmm. like that. And 
I was thinking like, oh yeah, okay, because I was working those two jobs, and then I was like, well, wait, how did I, how was I doing the books then? And then I realized, like, oh yeah, right, I didn't do books then. So, but it was weird because obviously there was some point where I decided, okay, I'm going to self-publish books, and it was yeah. just sort of a, sort of a constellation of events uh, in my life, first couple years of college that made me get into it. Uh, so is that is that normal? Is that a late blooming thing? Uh, I, I think that's pretty typical. I mean, I think some people start off like high school, but I think a lot of people, at least with my experience, and I think this is fairly common. I mean, people get into college and start getting exposed to, oh, yeah. uh, you know, whatever other alternative comics or underground comics. I mean, I, especially with me, I grew up in Southern Ohio. I had no exposure to anything. Mm-hmm cool uh do you think I mean, that was a bonus do you um, think you could have been jaded any appreciate lawrence welk a lot more okay um the uh, lawrence polyester welk. is something that i don't shy away from the the clothing or the film um or both? all all, all incarnations uh <laughs> uh yeah i know i think it's a positive thing in that it certainly allows your i mean I think interesting things happen when your brain sort of develops in more of a vacuum like that yeah. to some degree, but... Uh, Do you kind of feel it, like yeah. you could ever have done... Let's say you were born today, same town. Uh, would that be possible now, or have things changed too much? And I know I said... For like me to be very, born? For you to be born as a 30-something-year-old. I think both of my parents... Actually, I think my mother is now too old. But... I don't want to get into my mother's... You grew up in a... Hopefully not. You grew up yeah. in a vacuum, essentially, like you're saying, of culture. Right. And is that possible anymore? I mean, in, in, yeah, in with, the hometown you're from? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say with the internet and other things... I know that's like things. the oldest thing to say, like, oh, the kids are different, but... No, I mean, it's definitely... I mean, things are a lot more... I mean, just, I think, across our country and across mm-hmm. the world, I mean, things... It is kind of remarkable to me how much more homogenized things are and how much easier it is to get a hold of things. I mean, just just the existence of stuff like Amazon or being able to even order a book from, you know, Barnes & Noble or whatever it is, whatever big chain store, mm-hmm. and have it delivered out to the country. Because, you know, when I was, was okay, you know, I'd, I'd be interested in checking out, you know, what's going on in comics. First off, I'd have no idea what that was, so I wouldn't even know what to look for. And then second, to get to a store where I could check that out was an hour and a half drive. Yeah. To go to, like, Cincinnati or something like that. And that, I'm assuming, didn't occur very often. Well, certainly not before I was 16. So, you know, yeah, I mean, even finding out that people were doing doing anything, I mean, I, I think the most... You know, out there thing I had seen was maybe a mud flap with Robert Crumb art on it. Or really? Something. Oh yeah. I mean, I just didn't. I mean, to me, Robert Crumb existed. I think I was aware of his artwork, but to me, it was just like, oh yeah, that's the guy that he does like porn stuff from yeah. the sixties or something. Like, I didn't know. You like know, butts. Does, like yeah, doesn't he like he likes big butts? And I think he like you know did something about marijuana or James <laughs> Joplin or something. You know, like I had no yeah. idea. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, I, I, really, the only cartoonists I grew up with were like, you know, I mean, Charles Schultz, obviously, mm-hmm. but stuff like uh, Edward Gorey books. My mom, I, it's really weird because my parents are fairly. So your mom had Gorey books around the she house. She had Edward Gorey. She had a couple of Edward Gorey books, and then she had, I think, a Charles Adams collection, and then uh, Gahan Wilson, and like all these really weird people that were yeah, in the New yeah. Yorker and stuff like that. Um, I think she was always kind of drawn to that kind of stuff. I mean, she really liked like mystery novels and yeah. stuff like that. So I think the kind of darker stuff 
interested in them, which is funny because you meet my parents and they're two of the most vanilla. I mean, they're very nice and That's I delightful, love them, but though. like uh, they they sort of had that side to that, or at least my mom did. I think mainly because she was drawn to like mystery stories yeah. and whodunits and stuff like that. So, so she's probably very very proud of your work. Um. As long as I am not in the room, yes. Uh, <laughs> Does she my, still wish you were a lawyer or a doctor or something like that? No, I think my parents gave up on that uh, a while nice. ago. I think once I got... I don't even really know what the breaking point was. I think there was a certain point where I was getting in things like Rolling Stone and Time Magazine and stuff like that, and then mm-hmm. it was like, like, oh, okay, this is real. I mean, like for yeah. instance, if it didn't matter at what point if I had gotten in something like The New Yorker or something... Like, that would have been real to them because that was their context for cartoons. Of course, of course. But, you know, otherwise, I mean, unless you were doing, like, a syndicated daily strip, they didn't really... Or, like, an editorial cartoon or something. In would you paper. ever want to do that? A syndicated daily a strip? A syndicated daily strip. It's it's just such a different animal. Not really. Yeah. Um, Is there anything that, in terms of the, car- the cartoonist world, I have no idea the proper term for this... That is the ideal goal, like because I know, like, okay, you want to do something like Peanuts, and that's that, or you want to do comic right. books, or that's that, or you want to do just graphic novels, and that's that. You seem to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm not interested in doing kind of any one thing, just mainly because I get too bored. Yeah, but um, I mean, there's absolutely no higher cause to it or anything like that. I mean, it's just also there's stuff. I mean, we started off talking about my band. I mean, there's there's some stuff that. You know, I'll write something down, and I'm like, well, that's a song lyric, or, like, that's a short story, mm-hmm. or that's, you know, a script idea for a film, or that's this. You know, like, I've never I've never really understood how anybody just comes up with ideas and, like, okay, now that will be... And then, like, yeah. the is always the exact same thing. To me, that just... I mean, a lot of my family... I mean, my older sister's an astrophysicist, and my dad's Really? Wait, wait, your older sister's an astrophysicist? Yeah. Your uh-huh. father's done biology? Uh, yeah, well, his... Yes, there's all sorts of degrees floating around. You uh, have very good genes, sir. Uh, my family's very stupid. Um, That's nice. Uh, <laughs> um, that modesty is delightful. Yes, I feed them uh, cans of baby food every time I go home, but... Oh. Um, uh, they drew Weak gums. Mm, it's true. So you live uh, like the District 9 life. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, throw yes. cat food at them and mm-hmm. everything else mm-hmm. on itself. Uh, my family, the prawns. Um, by the way, the movie's great. It is great. I my girlfriend it. didn't like it so no? much. No? Oh, the only thing I will say about that movie is it was too good for me to own it, I think, because I don't know that I could watch it. It, it just it got under my skin so badly that mm. I don't know if I can watch it again. Like I, it was, it, it made me really uncomfortable, which was good. I mean, I feel like it, that's it, I, it was just really well done. I her her argument, which I agree with, the social overtones were too broad. too much, like just oh, like so heavy handed and so broad, hmm. which I loved because they're like, if we're going for it, screw subtlety, was, right? I thought it was art. I mean, to me, it just it. it felt like a good old science fiction story but to and me it was better than a good old science fiction story it, i think it i think well the I shooting think style was, was so much more progressive oh no i mean like i'm thinking old, it as a whole i'm talking about old science fiction prose like asimov and stuff like that like i don't think some of that stuff is exactly swimming in subtlety you know yeah. i mean i think it's i mean yeah some of that stuff is kind of hit you over the head but it still works my problem with this i don't know how you'll feel about this as an artist 
Uh, I'm not an artist. You're just, uh, the poster campaign was the worst poster campaign in, I've ever seen. I just didn't Do you like remember the, it. Yeah, I just didn't like the design. It looked it. like yeah. a kid's film. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell it was oh, until no, I, I heard reviews. That's awful. Right. I mean, that was the weird thing is the, yeah, the drawings. And the previews made it seem like Independence Day. Right. So that's an awful right. ad campaign. Right. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, the drawings for the posters, to me, didn't look like what those sort of institutional posters would look like. No, They, they, they did not. look more like, yeah, like a Pixar film or yeah. something like and that. Yeah, and I love Pixar. No. Pixar's awesome. It's whatever. But not Which what you will is. maybe be working for, never, maybe, <laughs> soon. Uh, they're apparently totally a great company. Totally different. But... <laughs> who, what made you want to do this? We get to the point where, you, at four years old, you remember drawing. But do you remember who put a pen in your hand? Do you remember the first comic book you had? Uh yeah yeah I remember I don't remember who put uh you know I guess it would have been a crayon in yeah, my sure. hand uh the first memory pretty vague memory I have of drawing was when we moved to uh sort of rural southern Ohio from mm-hmm. uh, Cincinnati uh my mother how old were uh, you uh I had just turned I was just about to turn four okay um my mother had uh, basically she was sort of a part-time judge uh, uh she, she's a judge my father's a lawyer um <laughs> uh yes. and your sister's a what uh, my older sister's an astrophysicist my younger sister's getting her master's in education right now but um wow yeah i'm the least educated person in my family by far uh and my fiance just got her uh, master's degree so i've, I've got to i got to catch up or something I yes you do um but uh i remember my mom giving me just like you know, turned inside out mm-hmm. uh, grocery bags and telling me to draw stuff. And, you know, I drew like Batman and Robin drawings and uh, stuff like that. But, um, wait, what was the question? That was the first time I drew. When was, what, was the... what was the first comic book you had? Oh, the first comic book I had was, or at least the first comic I can remember getting, and I'm pretty sure this is the very first comic, was uh, from my dentist uh, for a good checkup. Nice. <laughs> um, he gave me, uh, it was an all detergent uh giveaway spider-man issue which was the perfect comic because it had so it was all sort of you know like these 1970s steve ditko like reprints of spider-man but then uh it also had like spider-man's powers compared to like the strength of the hulk and like so it was all very scientific and like broken down and you know like showing all the details of his kind of like the almanac of spider-man oh absolutely yeah i mean and it was yeah for for whatever it was 24 pages or 32 pages of newsprint it was about all you could pack in and i think it just appealed to things that i've always been interested in sort of you know detergent and detergent i've just always i just love to get things clean uh i always feel dirty um oh my god (laughs) uh wait um we just had a breakthrough Um, you had a breakthrough i I sat here um thank you for sitting through my breakthrough Um, do you still read spider-man uh if i could find some that i liked i would do you read comic books consistently uh I don't tend to read anything with superheroes, mainly just... I Actually, uh, my friend Jeffrey Brown, who I actually just came from having a late lunch with, uh, he had recommended uh, All-Star Superman from, okay. by, I want to say Frank Quietly or something, this guy's name. I don't know. Um, I actually started reading that uh, when we were in we were just in Quimby's, and uh, uh, that, that actually seems pretty cool. I think the main problem with that... I have with so much superhero stuff is that it's just 
you know, everybody, I've said this before, but I mean, it just looks like everybody's kind of cut out of wet diamonds or something. And, you know, it doesn't look like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like sort of, I mean, my favorite artists or the people that I was drawn to anyway were like Kurt Swan and like uh, Steve Ditko and these, these guys that were just sort of the older school, like 60s, you know, kind of coming out of the 50s, that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I was interested in mm-hmm. to some degree. And then as I, as I got older, I mean, when I was like 15 or 16, I liked Jim Lee and all these guys that started image comics, but that was like the new wave. And that was, yeah. And that was yeah. kind of the new wave. But then like, there's just been, there's been one step, but those guys if were anything, still, those are kind of like the guys to blame, you know? Yeah. No. And that's, you know, but the thing is, that's just it. They were like sort of the Nirvana and Pearl jam. Yeah. And then now there's like, now everybody that's drawing comics is Creed. And, kind of. you know, <laughs> it's just, but you did mention the guy that you just came to lunch. We did not plan this. The guy you just came from lunch with, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Brown, is another great artist, and he's on top. I don't know if all of his stuff, but top shelf, mainly top shelf. And yeah, like to me, that is in the stuff. There's so many great, un, not underground, but not what would you call it? Not superhero labels now. Uh, as far um, as in terms of labels, oh, you mean publishers? In public, yes, not superhero <laughs> pub labels. Jesus Christ! Guess what I was thinking of? They just, his new album just dropped. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey album on top show. But there seems to be so many more publishers now than there were when that Jim Lee stuff and the Image yeah, Comics were absolutely. rising up. That like it, yeah. it seems like everything now is a niche. God, I sound like I'm high and I'm throwing out theories. Let's go back to you. Dude, but here's the thing. All right, no, but seriously, if Jimmy Hoffa played <laughs> baseball today, but then you wore sock garters, would you know how pizza was going to... Man, you know what I'm saying. See, this is why I need to drink coffee before every show. Uh-huh. I'm either like this and I'm kind I should of just let you go. No, you, you really should. I, no, we recorded a podcast on Monday night. Over five hours. It wasn't five hours consistently. It oh was my 20 God. minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, but five hours at a bar, by the end of it, we're saying the same things we said an hour ago. Right. For right. an hour. Right. And it's just and all we did figure like, out. strangely about I do jalapeno know, poppers. I do know how the peen... <laughs> we actually had an hour conversation about an appetizer restaurant, <laughs> which needs to nice. be... Um, you just came from a... Not just came from a tour. You toured with Jay Ryan this fall. Uh, yeah, November and December. Yeah. Jay Ryan is, um, he does similar stuff, but he is, he's a poster artist. Yes. Um, how was that? It was good. Uh, it was as, a long as, tour. As Jay said, we, you know, we did manage to not kill each other, so That's I think nice. it was good. Um, there was, there was very little murder. Well, um, let me, really quick, you also toured with ARCs. Uh, yeah. So we could you compare the, the differences between touring with a dude and not a bunch of gear and and like four three other dudes and a bunch of other bands and a van right. uh i will say it's weird they are very different dynamics um i don't know it's kind of interesting i mean it's certainly a lot easier to just tour with one other person and you don't have a bunch of crap that you have to lug around That's true. um I think one of the biggest problems with touring with a band and i think just about anybody in a band would say this is that there's just sort of the non-stop carnival of demoralization uh in the van or outside of the van outside of the van i mean it's just that 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 every night like putting your stuff into another venue where four people care or maybe 300 people care you know it's really it's just so hit or miss uh i mean you'll play a show i mean we played so many shows that were just supposed to be the worst show ever that ended up being the greatest one, and then we'd play other ones where we're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And It's the worst. Oh, and, you know, six people showed up, or, you know, there were 20 people, and they were all jackasses, or whatever it was. Um, 
with Jay, I mean, when we were out on the road, I think it was a lot more even keeled and we kind of knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because that's the thing is music is, you know, everybody's in a band and there's a million bands out there. And I think it's just so many more people are jaded about music, especially as people get older. I mean, and that's one of those things when you can play for like a younger crowd or something like that, you do feel like, God, like these kids are really hungry and they're really excited about music still. But you know, when people get to be our age, I mean, I don't know how old you are. I'm 27. I'm, I'm, I'm 57. But, oh, you look great. Uh, I know. I've aged from pearl cream. Um, those I good just, jeans, just man. stroked my face. Um, it was a tender moment there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people, you know, they don't, you know, it's like they don't want to dance. They don't want to show that they're into yeah. it. You know, they don't want to whatever. But I'm assuming so. most people don't want to dance at a graphic. Well, and that's the thing is I think that there's... The reaction that you're hoping for is so much closer to what people are absolutely, completely willing to put out. You mean like at a reading, quiet and buying books? Yeah, and clapping or whatever, and laughing, (laughs) laughing at a joke. I mean, it's just not as much. I think there's something about that that's not as much as you know, putting yourself out there or something. Whereas, like, oh, if I dance, I'll look goofy. Or but you are literally talking essentially alone on a stage for roughly thirty minutes versus when you're in a band. You're singing lyrics that probably most of the crowd can't understand, yet you feel right. more like you're putting yourself out there more when you're in a band? Uh, I wouldn't say putting myself out there more. Uh, in that regard, I feel like, no, I mean, yeah, I guess in that regard, you're sort of putting yourself out there less because you've got the band mm-hmm. to sort of hide among and or whatever. probably but. a lot more alcohol. Uh, I don't drink. If not so, you, the crowd. The crowd is going to have the more other alcohol. people in the band. Uh, I would say at some readings it would help a lot if people would yeah, yeah maybe smoke up and drink. That have would be you, good. <laughs> you you read all over the country some art galleries, some bookstores, some venues, right. some bars. What's right. the best? Where's the best place to read? Or does it matter? Is it just a city to city thing? It's yeah. It's just kind of city to city, venue to venue. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I mean, it's sort of the same thing. Like we had, we definitely did events where we were like, oh, you know, we weren't expecting that much, yeah. and that ended up being really packed out. And then we did other events where we just were blown away by how few people showed up. So, is um, it a fun part of the job? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have to say, for a lot of people, it's sort of not even part of a job. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something that I like doing. I mean, I've always been sort of uh, a ham and liked performing and stuff like that. So, um, I like doing it. Um, I I mean, I will say that the travel aspect of it. I mean, that's the weird thing about me is I've never really liked traveling. Really? No. What? Why um, is that? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just I'm too much uh, addicted to you know my comfort zone and things like that. I mean, it's not good reasons, I'm sure. But you're not like afraid of flying or something. No, no. Well, actually, the older I get, the more I get like unrational. I think that I think the problem is that yeah, the more I can visualize where we are in three dimensional space mm-hmm. and stuff. That's like not that. good. <laughs> no, no, not really. And you start to realize. I mean, it's especially like the more you start learning about everything, I think the more you learn how much blind faith you're putting in engineers and stuff like that. So, yeah. See, that's because uh, you're not drinking, sir. That's you, right. You know, that's, that's right. So, well, no, that's fine because that's why I've taken up heroin. So, oh, that's um, delightful, too. It is. You still look great for a 57-year-old heroin addict. Thank you. Um, what's the goal? <laughs> I know that sounds weird. What's the goal? Is, is it to just ex- to keep doing exactly what you're doing? Because you're in a position that oh, fuck no. most cartoonists envy. Uh, what, my legs crossed? Yes. Isn't that nice? You're Thank quick-witted. You. Thank you. What's the goal, honestly? Uh, I mean, for me, the goal, if I have any goals... Um, Don't say that. Is, well, I mean, to some degree, you, 
it's sort of hard. In an to ideal have any... world, what will you be doing in five years? Oh, uh, boy. In five years, yeah. I mean, I would like to be making films to some degree. What kind of films? Um, mainly hardcore. Uh, softcore is okay. I like Vaseline on the lens. You know, soften that shit up a bit. Um, we talking about what? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I would like to, I've been working on some screenplays with people and by myself, uh, and that's, that's a lot of fun. Something Um, that you want to shoot? Something that you want to be picked up? Uh, there's, uh, um, an adaptation of one of my books, Mother Come Home, is one of the screenplays, and then another screenplay is actually an Adaptation, live actors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't have... That's the thing, is I have uh, have one script that was put together for a pilot that was Mm -hmm. actually talked with Fox for, like, ten seconds uh, for an animation show. I'd be interested in doing that. Listen, they have animation domination every Sunday night. I don't know if you knew that. I was not aware of that. I will watch out. Um, I will make sure that my... have so much cocaine. (laughs) Filled his room with cocaine. And that's just American dad money, and that's nothing. Yeah, that guy's not doing too poorly. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in five years, basically, you know, just... I would certainly like to be doing a lot less freelance. I mean... Do you think you'll have to leave Chicago to do that? To do... To do the film stuff? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, not necessarily. It's delightful to hear you say that. Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't. I mean, hey, it worked for John Hughes, right? <laughs> no, it really didn't. No. No. I mean, no. Like, really? Name his last film that was good. Um, all of them. Really? You I can't, don't know. His last film that anyone even saw was Curly Sue. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> favorite. I've never, I haven't even seen that. One. Really? That's <laughs> wait. Is that what the little girl? The little like, girl in Belushi. Sort of uh, Shirley Temple esque. Yeah, but they're yeah. homeless. And it's oh. cute. There's a love connection. I saw Wait, between theaters. John Belushi and the little girl? Between John Belushi and I want to say a woman that looks like Courtney Thornsmith. Yeah. Who played uh, his wife. Uh, I, believe that, Jim, Jim. I believe that is now my favorite movie. It should be. It's great. It's shot in Chicago, I think. I think Unlike the movie Chicago, which sure. was shot in Toronto. Oh. I have the DVD of both of those in my pants. That's deli- what a combo! I bet that you could get that at a combo pack at a Best Buy location near here. Why did you come to Chicago? <laughs> um, like, you, like we covered before, you're from Ohio. Uh, because I thought that because I the could, Ohio State hit and I thought that I could campus. shoot all of John Hughes films here, and apparently <laughs> I was mistaken. Um, no, I uh, God, Home Alone Two. Fucking New York is in the title, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you don't know anything uh, about shooting films. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I will say, as far as what I want to do with films, I think I could stay in Chicago for the most part. Yeah. But I think some of it would probably require going out to Los Angeles. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, why did I come to Chicago? I mean, basically, yeah. I was yeah, I was living in Columbus. Um, had this, a, is, this is post-college or in college? This is, well, or both. College and then po- post-college. Uh, briefly, uh, had a relationship I was in that fell apart was kind of just working a not to knock that relationship it's probably for the best it was definitely for the best um it basically i don't even want to think about where my life i mean we're still friends the person and i but uh I, is she yeah. married with a child she is married but she does not have any children that i know of um so Wait, let's just talk about your ex-girlfriend more um, <laughs> okay <laughs> no. continue, uh-huh. continue continue um 
If there's if there's one thing my fiance would love to hear on this podcast, it would be. Well, that. you said we could talk uh, about anything. That is, so no, we can definitely talk about talk your ex girlfriend, how much money you make, and yes. why you don't drink alcohol. But you moved from Columbus. Yes. Why did you move from Columbus? Uh, well, basically, I mean, so that relationship was over, and I was working a job. You know, at a gra- I was doing graphic design for a newspaper company. Where at? And, in Columbus. Was it a good uh, paper? No, okay. uh, they produce like twenty-one different "quote-unquote" local papers. Um, oh, okay, I get yeah, it. that kind of thing. No, because usually that's those are maybe there's a really cool alt weekly. There, it was the same some, company. Like, training. To, no, okay. it was the same. It was the same company that produced the only decent sort of alternative yeah. weekly paper. But uh, the stuff I was working on was not cool. At Got all. it. Um, so I was working that job, but I was uh, self-publishing comics, and I'd been doing that for a couple years, and they were getting sort of more grandiose and highfalutin and all that. And the printing company that I was actually printing the stuff with in mm-hmm. Canada, uh, I got to talking with the main uh, representative there a lot just because you know, I was printing these books. And he and I don't know, uh, whatever. I don't know for whatever reason. Basically, so you're in Columbus. You're talking to a guy from Canada, and yeah. you end up in Chicago. And I end up in Chicago. No, he. But he basically was like, you know, you seem to know people in the in the publishing industry. I knew like two and a half people that knew how to spell the word publishing. That was about it. I had I didn't know anybody, but somehow I had apparently sold myself way uh, way too much. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, sure. And he said, well, you know, we're looking for some kind of representative in in the states so you know would you be interested in like you know being like basically a sales rep for okay. the for the printing company and the sales rep part did not sound interesting to me at all but i was like oh well i don't know you know and we kind of talked about it but then he was basically like if he had a client that didn't know how to do this or that was pre-press stuff which was a major part of my job at the design okay. job uh, he would. He was like, "Hey, can I have these people call you? Because like, you know, you're, you're like you're a good people person, and you know pre-press stuff. So can they ask you a couple questions? Okay. Sometimes, and I, I definitely experienced this in the job which I ended up taking. Uh, people get weirded out when they're talking to a sales guy because they think, you know, obviously this guy's got an agenda. They don't want to talk to him. Yeah. So whatever. So we just sort of had this weird working relationship, and then eventually he was like, "Well, what do you say? You know, you can basically move wherever you want." And uh, I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't like that job that I was working. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't the worst, but you know, it, was it, a job. It, it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and uh, it would give me an opportunity to work from home. And, yeah, so basically I was just like, yeah, you know, let's do it. And uh, and I think the best thing about the decision was that I decided to take a job from a foreign company uh, that I didn't know if it was going to work out and move to a city that was easily two times more expensive. And I made that decision right around at the end of September 2001. Yay! Yeah, where that wasn't maybe the best time to make that decision. But um, That's the perfect time to make that <laughs> I made the best decision of my life, September 12th. Oh, yeah? I didn't enlist. That was, nice. It started as a joke. It's actually really true. Really? No. Oh, I didn't enlist though. That's true. That see, that was a good time. A good time. <laughs> you know what album so, came out that day? Systems of a Down's Toxicity. Oh, think about that. I I just thought about it. Just and now. also Tenacious D's <laughs> debut. <laughs> <laughs> Watershed moment in my life. I know this date for that reason alone. Wow. I guess yeah, because nothing else really happened. No, no, there. no. A scant nine years later, man, you made it. You made there it you after go. all. There you go. It, you got a lot of balls, sir. You do. Thank you. you yes, do. one is larger. You're but. a talented man with one larger ball. That's right. And you're doing exactly what you'd love, kind of. You still like to do the cartoonist stuff? 
Oh yeah, no. The cartoon I mean, is like an old. What's you like the cartoon? You, you like, like the pictures? You like making the funny pages? You like the, um, the funny yeah. pages? You're gonna get the moving pictures soon. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I would never want to stop doing comics. I mean it's just the comics are you know I mean they're sort of a specific language mm-hmm. and kind of certain stories I do lend themselves to that. But then you know there's just some stuff I do that I just want it to be prose and there's some stuff I do that I just kind of am, I see it as a movie yeah. I mean Mother Come Home my first graphic novel was originally I mean my first idea was kind of writing that as a screenplay um, which I've now gone back and I'm writing the screenplay but um, yeah so I mean I would never want to stop doing comics at all but um, yeah just I, I would go a little nuts if it was the only thing I did so. I feel like I should ask you for advice in my life but I will not take any of it. Okay. Or the listeners. They will have to just don't, figure it out on their own. Don't do they that might, bad thing. They, they might follow <laughs> your path, and then you're out of a job. That's right. So we That's can't right. help it's anyone the at only, this podcast. The only job. You've uh, been great. Should we plug some stuff, or do you want to do the question first? Uh, you, oh, the question. The question. We end every podcast with a question oh, from okay. the Kids Book of yes, Questions by Gregory say. Stack, PhD. This book is awful. I have heard. Awful. I, okay. <laughs> awful book. Pick a number between one and two hundred and sixty. Uh, two, is, has two hundred thirty-one been taken? I don't know. Probably. It's such a bad book. I mean, my mom asked me every one of these questions in one night when I was like eight. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She, she was a single parent with not a lot to do. All right. Two thirty-one. <laughs> do adults sometimes try to get you to watch TV so you won't bother them? If so, how does that make you feel? Would you ever do something similar with kids you had to watch? Um, that was never done to me because my parents, for the most part, wouldn't allow us to watch television. Um, we were allowed to watch PBS and then look at mud outside. <laughs> and then that was about That was about it. And then, drive, bitches. <laughs> um, but, uh, would I do that to a child? Yeah. Um, I can't even think of how fast I would do that. Yeah. to a child I mean don't get me wrong I love kids but sometimes you just and I've heard this from every parent that I know and respect you gotta get out that you know DVD of Wally or whatever the hell it you is you gotta show them that <laughs> that life is pointless and exactly and even I'm in space basically mainly just, just gonna show floating them floating like, in loneliness it's, I'm mainly just gonna show them like you know yeah like Bergman and films and like just just you know like early Scorsese cause you're against happiness that's right if there's one thing I'm, I'm an artist, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, uh, this oh, this black turtleneck I'm wearing is getting kind of itchy. Um, Do you know anyone that actually owns a black turtleneck? No, but I I need to get to know those people. See, I don't know any either. I don't think anyone in Chicago, even if it's like the artsy tart, artsy type. I do a couple mime friends of mine. I think might. Have, no, I think <laughs> I'm gonna try to get everyone I know. Like we'll pick a day. Like that's the fucking black turtleneck day, and don't mention this shit to anybody. <laughs> and everybody will just think like, oh my god, how many Apple products came out yeah. today? <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good. One. A little yeah. bit bad. That's good. Which we plug? Which people buy of yours? There's a lot to buy. Uh, they just buy it all. Um, no, I don't know. We're, uh, okay. Um, you have a website. You have a blog. Should we plug the blog? Sure. Or do you care? Do you plug your blog? I don't know. How you can. Blog you works. can plug the blog. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, you plug the blog. Uh, it's it's not my the blog. Pl- the blog is it's n- a good name. News and news and headlines. Um, is it, I thought it was news or headlines. Uh, I think the I think on the I think on the actual physical page it says news and or headlines. Okay, but it. I think the address is news and headlines. <laughs> Dot blog spot, blog spot, easy for me to say. Or you um, can try to Google his name, which yeah, is a 
It, it's actually effort. very easy to Google my name because actually, yeah, you Google corrects it. So yeah. yeah, which is weird. And you could see photos of him. Yeah. Which and some of them are not. I want to say this: the fifteen-year-old with his shirt off that has something you. carved into his that's chest. You. That is so not that's me. That's you. No. It's listed on like, some page that has that's, somebody. That's cause... you, and you're, and the other one is you sucking on a popsicle. Those two are you. Yes, uh, <laughs> the, the ice cream model I will accept the blame for, but no, uh, the uh, I actually this is really weird. I, so I've had interns uh, for me for I actually don't have any interns currently. God, but why um, are we talking about dirty things? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so here are the following things I've done to interns. No, um, there's a shirtless boy with a but... scarf. <laughs> But I was going to say, this actually has a connection to that. So I, uh, you know, you have to interview the interns, obviously, for them to get the jobs, make sure they're not crazy, which even then I've still failed at that. Um, I've I've had some crazy interns. Are you serious? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, we got to talk off air. Okay. I've I've had, uh, I will say the best one I ever had was, I'm not going to obviously mention any names, but I had an intern fall asleep drunk at the keyboard, totally passed out, like falling out of the chair. That's not uh, that bad. At two in the afternoon. Eh, how old? 20? Like twenty. There you go. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, it's not like you know everybody hasn't done that at some point in their life. <laughs> I except haven't. except not at a job. At That's two my point. Two p.m. Two p.m. Yes. motherfucker. Two a.m. Yes. Time. I mean, that was the thing. It was kind of heroic on her part. Um, it was a her. It was a her. Oh uh, yes. I got a theory. It's a sexy one. All right. Uh, we should... <laughs> anyway, my point is. Hey, so I was interviewed. I interviewed this guy. Uh, and, you know, again, obviously I won't mention any names, but I interviewed this guy. He was kind of a friend of somebody who had already interned for me. He mm-hmm. was a great intern. Um, and, you know, the interview, you know, didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't really get a good vibe from the guy, whatever. Uh, portfolio wasn't that great. So, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'll let you know. Whatever. You know, the kind of passive answer you give people. Yeah. So, you know, I let the guy know, like, well, you know, I went with somebody else, whatever. And he emails me back. But I have all these pictures of you, and emails me ten like ten pictures of me from the internet. Except the guy apparently didn't look at me while he was in the interview because like several of them are not from me, but they wait, came wait, up wait, when wait, he googled wait, 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 wait. me. I'm conf- just fucking confused. <laughs> so he was trying to blackmail you into think, getting an internship. Here's the thing: I think it was what what is referred to as a joke. But he, no, that's that's just an idiot. Yes. He's an idiot. Yes. But he might kill you. <laughs> right. That was the main thing I was getting from it. wasn't so much comedy as murder. Yeah, that's a so good see, murder it's joke. All, it's all full circle back to murder. You are going to kill me. No, I'm too lazy and tired. Uh, I don't even have coffee. Why, why weren't you, why why was you I murder, more murderous? Tonight? Why weren't you more murderous? I, I was know. too lazy. It's cold out. The ground's all hard. <laughs> you yeah, can't burn true. a body. That, that's a good point. You gotta burn him. That's gotta be in your screenplay. The lazy murderer. The lazy murderer. That's actually not a bad idea. Look, chop the body up, hide it in roadkill. See, that's a country boy thought. That's Mm, actually a lot of. That's delicious, is what it is. uh, I don't care anymore. I'm so lazy. What are giblets? Murder people. Mm. You should know, country boy. (laughs) Where's your accent? Um, Shouldn't you be shooting at some deer or something? You know, actually, the funny thing is that every time I go home, like I tell people, like I'm from you know Brown County, Ohio, you know, yeah, yeah, and I go home and I always think, like, well, I'm punching that up for comedic effect. Of course, of course. Wow, I'm not. No, yeah, that's yeah. people have that that strong of an. My accent. Chicago accent only comes out at sporting events, and I'm uh, that are in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> And 
You're and, just like you're talking very eloquently, and then all of a sudden you're like sausage. Like yeah, just all of a sudden, all, I got a, a woman. <laughs> you like, can't even say last any other time words. I went to a Hawks game. The woman in front of me turned around and goes, "Will you please be quiet?" <laughs> and I go, "No, no, this ain't gonna happen." <laughs> and then we fucked. That well, didn't happen. That was that a, was, like that a, was a lie. It was like a gorgeous butterfly. It was just flew into the crushed room. it with my lazy murderous pit hands. What should we what should we plug? <laughs> Pits and um, hands. The what the pit, hell? B- your piston hands was that it? penis hands? What was it? Um, eh. <laughs> uh, well, the new book is uh, the latest book to come out is all in sundry. All in sundry. I have it. It's a good book. Uh, I made you sign that's, it. That's a good mix of things. Yeah. Um, are then, you are you doing any uh, appearances in the city anytime soon? Or um, anywhere, actually. It doesn't matter. Let's see. Uh, on the 11th, people can check the of blog. March? I might be wrong. Yeah, on the 11th of March, I'll be downtown for... They're doing a little uh, comics symposium. Oh, that's great. At the um, MTA? Uh, at the, no, at the uh, School of the Art Institute. Oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'll be doing that. I think there's... Is it at the school or is it at the museum? I think it's actually at the school. I'm not okay, sure. Okay, so it's on Wabash. Probably. I should probably check that out. Um, check it out. Um, anytime there's a big comic event in the city, it's actually really good. Oh, I have yet also, to go to a bad comic event in this city. Uh, on February 24th, I'm actually going to be teaching a... I'm gonna, this spring semester, I'm going to be... Or spring quarter. They're on quarters uh, at University of uh, Chicago. I'm teaching a, teaching a comics course. That's good. Um, that's way but that's like a school way smarter than the Ohio State. That is so much that is smarter. True. That's, that's true. great. Um but uh what I was gonna say is on February twenty fourth, I don't know if this is open mm-hmm. to the public. It might just be the University of Chicago. It's really students. easy to sneak into any event. Okay. So. But February twenty fourth at four thirty I'll be doing a talk on, you know, my comics, whatever. And you should go buy his uh, books, they're very, very good books. Go to Quimby's Chicago Comics. Oh, and I should also say, I think on March 6th, I just heard this from Jeff because I thought it already happened, but uh, I think we're doing a signing with Chicago Comics for the uh, Marvel Strange Tales book that just came out recently. Nice. So I can sign my night Nightcrawler story for you. I'm, you working, I'm working on a Colossus story right now. You, so. <laughs> I like how you adopt the like low, important NPR voice when you're talking about like your plugging shit. Make sure to come out. No, come on, man. February I had a boss that talked like this. I'll fucking turn you off. <laughs> See, now my Chicago... Cut his mic. Cut his mic. I just drop all G's. Fuck it. Ah, donuts. <laughs> oh, let's get donuts. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for doing this. Now Absolutely. I'm going to plug my, my shit. Ha ha. No, that's mean. You should come out. Uh, we're doing a live podcast on February 22nd. Guests include Scott Smith, one of the editors of Playboy.com, Alex and Francis White of the band White Mystery, and they will be playing a short set. Very, very, very good band. And uh, stand-in from Brendan McGowan, Esmeralda Leon's the co-host, Jeremy Trimer from the Ragtones is going to be playing the piano. It'll be quite fun. And if you come, yes. Paul, the guy I'm pointing to, I'll give you a book of just boobs that they gave me from Uncle Fun. What's I love up? it. That just happened. I, All right. Here's some White favorite. Mystery. Uh, go to Paul's website. He's a great man. He's a beautiful man, too. That's the Thank most you. important thing I could ever Thank say. You. Have a very wonderful evening. <laughs>